Hi, this is Mike. Bonjour, this is Russ. This is Alain. And ciao, this is Matt. And you're listening to the Empty Spiral podcast, the official podcast of the Lacunical community. It's been nine weeks, nine empty, soulless weeks since we've, we have managed to get together. And uh, much like London buses, you wait for ages and then four come along at once. Four. I'm not suggesting for a second we're going to have four episodes back to back. Gosh, that would be almost too much for us. But we do it's have like old times. It would be like old times. It would be like, like old times. It, we, we do, however, have four of us on today. Well, we are joined by Alan. Hello, Alan. How are you? Hi, guys. I'm fine. Thanks. How are you guys? Pretty good. I'm pretty good. What about you guys? Mike, Russ, yeah, are you pretty not, good? Not bad. Not bad. Russ, how about you? <laughs> yeah, generally doing all right. A bit bummed about the um, sad passing of Chris Cornell today. So I've been blasting a bit of audio slave and sound garden. That's a bit of a bummer, know. but, what you know, summer's coming and well. all that shit. Yeah, bummer. Oh. I know. Oh, no, yeah. That is, uh, rest in peace. Well, only the good die young, as they say. So, yeah, that, was, that is a bit sobering news for all of us that, that remember and uh, love, love those guys. Well, yeah, thanks for that, Russ, for bringing me down straight away. Anyway, so, yes, it's been a while since we've caught up. Um, it's been a while since we've recorded a podcast. We're actually up to episode 125. And um, first we got a little bit of news for you. So uh, as hopefully those of you who keep an eye on the tour dates will know that the Kunikol have done quite a lot of touring in various different places already this year and are due to do a lot more throughout the rest of the year. Uh, tomorrow they're in Switzerland in, I'm going to screw this name up, but I'm going to go with Solothurn. If anybody Swiss can contact me and tell me how badly I butchered that name. Um, I'm not even going to try to suggest exactly where it is, but yeah, that's that's where they are tomorrow. Um, as part of uh, their sort of is it a European tour, I don't think I would describe it quite as a European tour, but they've done a, a number of uh, dates already, and they're about to. I guess a number of the festivals because they're um, they're in Switzerland for a, a couple of shows, and next week they're going to Israel of all places, and then Finland, and then way off to Russia. Um, that's next week, and then Italy, Germany, back in Italy, Czech Republic, Germany, Romania, Italy, Italy, Italy. Back to Germany for Wacken. That's uh, August, uh, and then the, the um, uh, what's it called? International Festival in uh, Italy finished up on the sixth of August, uh, and then of course after that they're off to Canada and um, the US. So quite a lot of touring going on. Probably the biggest item of news, I guess, really, is the the new video which has been released this week for "You Love Me Because I Hate You." which uh, we're going to talk about in a little more detail uh, just in a few minutes. Uh, suffice to say, it kind of follows on thematically from Blood Tears Dust, the, the last video that they released off of Delirium. Uh, and I think we're kind of hoping that there's going to be a third in the series, but we'll come on to that in a little while. Uh, and the final piece of news I have for you is that um, the official Lacuna Core merchandise site has uh, a deal on at the moment where not only are you will you be able to find some of the merch at reduced prices uh, they're also offering an accessories bundle to encourage you to check out the latest merch and some of the older merch as well so uh, we'll put the link in the show notes and give you a chance to head over there and uh, fill up your wardrobe with more lacuna core 
gear much like i have really i've got no more space and i can never find a shirt because they all look black and the same when i in my wardrobe but anyway there we go So let's talk about the main topic this week, which is the You Love Me Because I Hate You video. Uh, the, the video itself was, as I say, released earlier on this week. It's a very different take for a Lacuna Core video. It's uh, it's essentially a mini movie. Uh, there's clearly a, a plot there. There are characters. Um, we see members of the band as well as other actors um, acting their roles. Uh, there's makeup, there's special effects, there's some serious crime going on, as well as no small amount of tattooing. Uh, it's it's quite well. I think it's a, a fascinating video and a, and a a very good piece of art as well. Um, before we kind of go into the detail, I kind of get views from everybody else. So, Mike, what, what are you? What's your initial thoughts when you saw this video? Uh, visually stunning throughout, from start to finish. I think it's. Uh very well crafted and as you've just mentioned all all the plot throughout and it it is almost like a mini movie as you say they've done a really good job with it fair enough what about you russ what's your initial thoughts when you saw it yeah i I was very very impressed um purely because of the scope and the cinematography above everything else and the thing that sticks with me that i was chatting to the guys about is that final shot where it's just christina standing there like at the the sanatorium or whatever the case may be on like the, the cliff or the hilltop and the, oh, camera, and the camera pulls away sort of zooms and pans away and it's like this massive like there i say crane shot helicopter shot and it just screams like budget budget we've thrown all the fucking money at this video. <laughs> <laughs> it looks nuts. yeah it definitely does have that big budget feeling about it i mean it's not difficult to make film these days you know you it's it's harder to get um, the audio right than the film, but if you've got a lot of close-up shots, pretty much anybody can put something together, but they don't do that here, do they? There's, there's definitely wide action shots and um, uh, scene-setting shots and, you know, the, the, the whole thing that gives it a real kind of um, movie feel. Um, Alan, what, what do you, what's your initial thoughts of the, the movie? Well, the movie, I'm already calling it the movie. The movie. <laughs> it's a movie now. <laughs> No, and the first time I saw it was last week after the Enter the Coil documentary that yeah. they aired it in uh, Italy. I think they are going to release it also in English uh, language sooner or later. And um, it was the gift that Christina was mentioning about while presenting the documentary. And uh, the first thing uh, that came into my mind is blank, totally blank. I was speechless. I was impressed. Mm. Both because of the crafting of the video, the stunning views, the acting, uh, the plot. Uh, it was uh, it, it was really breathtaking. It keeps your breath away at times, so it uh, really steals your attention. It, uh, you, you are always focused in that video. It's something that uh, that's never happened before to me, mm. in, in a Lacuna Coil video at least. And I, I think, I mean, you, you, you said it really well, that... Like, it, the way all, all three of you, the, the way it's constructed, um, it is that movie feel with the establishing shots, with the tracking shots, with the the acting, um, which I think is great. Uh, and it, it's, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing, so I'll let you guys reflect on it for a moment. I'm, I'm focused more on the visuals than I am on the music, 
And I don't know if that's maybe just because I'm so used to the, the song now. I've listened to it you know, countless times. That the, the music's not new to me, but obviously what I'm seeing on screen is. So it's like, uh, I don't know. I I was focused on that, not not the music. Whereas, say yeah. for the previous video, because it was a a combination of um, the the band playing, uh, you know, it was a performance video as well as the the plot. You know, the kind of the the, the movie video. I, I never stopped thinking about the music, but in this one, the music sort of takes second place to. To this amazing story that this kind of growing on screen and developing and the, the amazing performances by the band um absolutely fascinating absolutely fascinating now um but what is it all about that's that's the question especially when you put it in the context of um the events we see in blood tears dust which seem in some respects kind of contradictory to this so alan Come on, you you've got an interpretation. You, you posted it on Facebook today, which is the reason that I press ganged you into joining us to join us today to talk about it. G give us your interpretation. Tell everybody what you think. Well, yeah, I posted something on uh, our groups on Facebook. So for those of you who are not uh, on the Facebook uh, groups, uh, here's my interpretation. Um, probably you would think I'm crazy or I'm a drug addict. I don't know, but. Still, uh, it's a complicated interpretation. I think uh, looking at the two videos uh, back to back, uh, I think it's like a um, realization of two Christina's personalities that uh, interact uh, with each other in terms of uh, what they do, but uh, one does not remember what the other one did. I don't know if it's uh, something that uh, it's quite well explained, but to me, it's like uh, there is a good Christina and a bad Christina. And in the block test dust, uh, we got to see the bad side of that person. Whereas uh, in the um, uh, You Love Me Because I Hate You video, it's more the good Christina acting. It's, she's a good cop. Uh, mm -hmm. However, the, um, her colleague, uh, I call him Andrew, it's the name of the actor, if I remember correctly, Andrew, it's um, to me. It's always uh, he's always a bad guy. He's always a bad part, both in uh, the Blood Tears video and uh, in this one. And um, I think he's trying to exploit uh, the bad side of Christina to perform the crime that we see in the in the old video. But for this video, um, he's faking. He's like, uh, oh, we found uh, a body. Mm. And um, he's faking to be the good guy, and he's trying to to um, make Christina investigate on the crime. Kind but of, kind to draw her into it, basically. Sorry. To, to draw her into it. To... Yeah, okay. just to try to incriminate her in some way. Okay. And um, during the first half of the video, we can see also shots of Andrea looking at the, what happens, what's happening. And uh, I think uh, that uh, he is uh, related to the um, uh, to the crimes, but in terms of uh, he knows what's uh, all about, and he tries to make Christina go and uh, understand all the clues to make them both Christina and the bad guy 
investigator on uh, on Maki in this case. In fact, I, I think that uh, he, Andrei is the one that put the wooden uh, elephant on the road, uh, or the, um, I think there are some white stones leading to the corpse. Mm -hmm. And also, I think that uh, he's uh, the one that painted uh, the painting that uh, Christina has in the, the room. Oh, really? With uh, okay. the the wooden thing uh, on the on the painting that she recognizes uh, as a familiar place. Yep. So maybe she sees this place. Uh, she recognizes the place, but doesn't know it because she needs to ask to Ryan about it. But probably she's seen this place many times before because of her bad side, and the good side doesn't doesn't uh, remember it. Okay. Uh, why, why would now, you say that, you know, in your interpretation that it was Andrea that painted it? I mean, wouldn't it be equally possible that she painted it herself? Like it was a, a portrait? Because that she uh, I, that she I wouldn't see why Andrea would be looking at them all the time and doing nothing. I, I have a possible interpretation like uh, Andrea is like, a, I don't know, the brother of Andrew, maybe. Mm -hmm. Okay. Good brother that knows everything, but... Uh, since uh, Andrew, the bad guy, he's a cop, uh, he used his power to make him go, like to make him look insane so that he's no more believable. So he needs to use somebody else uh, to incriminate his brother. And in this case, it should be Christina, the, the girl that uh, is, um, is the mean of, uh, of the investigation, let's say. And um, I don't know if I'm explaining that well because it's it's a new theory, so it's a <laughs> no, development. <laughs> you keep going, mate. I'm I'm, I'm fascinated by what your your interpretation. Um, and uh, today I put uh, more pieces together, and I think that uh, Maki he's uh, being the bad guy because we see him in the Bloody Stars video along with uh, Andrew and Christina killing the girl. And in this video, it is kind of strange because the, to me, the Andrew, the bad guy, fakes it and tries to run before Maki. Once Maki understands that Christina is starting to put in the pieces together, he runs away. And then Andrew has to fake it and so follow him. But then Christina falls, so Maki runs away. Andrea uh, also is um, has to go away because... Uh, he does not want. He doesn't want to be seen there, probably. Mm -hmm. And uh, the bad guy catches Christina and uh, poisons her. And then we find suddenly in the in the other room. So probably now Maki realizes what's happening, and uh, tries to protect Christina. In fact, uh, um, Christina is now kidnapped, uh, and uh, Andrew is about to kill her. But then we see Maki uh, coming uh, on the scene and uh, hitting. Uh, with a shovel, um, yeah, Andrew. Mm -hmm. So saving Christina's life in uh, some sort of way. And uh, but then he runs away because probably he knows that uh, since he helped uh, that guy in other crimes, uh, now he doesn't want to be anywhere near the the now crime scene of the "You Love Me Because I Hate You" video. Uh, probably, and this is really new. Uh, of uh, a new idea that came to my mind now. Probably Andrea told Maki about it because Andrea saw kid the kidnap of Christina. So he uh, managed to tell Maki, okay, go and save her or go because uh, probably the other guy is going to betray you. So go and save her and put him uh, in the mess. 
So it's it's a big uh, puzzle. Yeah, it's, it's very big puzzle. There's lots of things happening there, isn't there? I mean, I was like, kind of, when you when I saw your interpretation, I was like, okay, so that follows that, and that follows that, and that follows that. There's, there's lots of themes there woven in, and you've taken a fascinating approach to the interpretation. I, I don't think I would have put all those threads together. And I guess, like the pieces of any puzzle, if the actual final picture isn't clear, people can put it together in different ways. Absolutely fascinating. But wait, there is the last piece Go on, that I didn't mention. Go on, then. <laughs> <laughs> there is the last piece because uh, there is the, the infamous smile of Christina. The, um, when uh, in the song they say, no, she sings uh, smarter than you think, because uh, I'm smarter than you think. Uh, there is a zooming on her face when she's talking to the police. And I think that when she fled the scene and she saw that she's got the same tattoo the, uh, that Andrew has on uh, the chest, mm -hmm. she realizes that she's involved in all the crimes. And so the kind of bad side of Christina comes up while she's talking and reporting everything to the police, mm -hmm. where, where DD is present in the scene. And uh, she now probably is a bit lying in order to avoid everything and uh, just make Andrew pay for all the crime. And so that, that's probably the fact that she, uh, she's got a very malicious smile when she says uh, smarter than you think. And there is a zooming uh, on her face and she's smiling uh, creepily. Yeah, there very is a bit creepy. of a cocky kind of half smile there, isn't there? So she's managed to... I don't know, get one over everybody or something. Or oh, she's, yeah. Fascinating yeah. stuff. Everything probably started from the song itself. You mentioned that uh, the song, uh, you, you were distracted from the video. I mean, the, probably I am also very used to listening to the song, but I remember that I was always fascinated by this specific song in terms of context, because it's about the syndrome, the Stockholm syndrome. Yes. And uh, to me, it's, kind of related to the video because it's like uh, being crazy, having multiple personalities, personalities, sorry. That's why I came up with the whole idea that Christina has two sides. Well, we've seen so two probably... sides before, haven't we? Because you remember the passengers videos from uh, the dark passengers videos from Dark Adrenaline yeah. where we saw the dark Christina and the light Christina. So she's obviously something that she quite likes exploring. And we saw that in Trip the Darkness as well, where they had that, that black white division, which was most prominent on her. You know, it's something that we have seen um, her explore uh, in various videos, I think. Fascinating stuff. I, I get the impression that we're not going to get to the bottom of this in this podcast. And I got also, and as a consequence, I think we're probably going to need to return to this subject multiple times as we um, come up with different theories and maybe get different people to come on and share their theories with us. Um, Russ, coming in, how do you respond to Alan's um, what do you think of it? I don't think I need to really because I think he sort of covered it all and summed it all up to a T. The only thing I would add is it's the first and only time I've ever seen Mackie run. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if you so, look at my one nineteen video, you'll see him run. Oh, that's he true. He does. He does he, run he, away. He, did run, he ran into a churchyard at that point. He hid behind the church. He hid behind he the stone. But yes, that's true. This but, is the uh, first time I've seen him run. I'm nah. sure he'll be pleased that you, pleased to know that you pointed that out. <laughs> no. Fair play to the Frenchman. Um, there's little, there's little I could really add to be honest, because um, he has covered it perfectly. Other than, you know, I think that the video tells the story. I think 
there's hidden subliminal messages there for you to take away and interpret and you know everyone's interpretation of the um, two videos uh, will be different i think that's what makes them artistic and what makes them great mm. i really hope there's more i mean i genuinely do i hope that we get another video that that tells it that nudges, nudges and nudges more of the story because yeah. If I feel like, not just because the, the story, the video itself doesn't give me all the answers, I'm not looking for something quite as binary and black and white as that, but I am looking to see more of what goes on. I need to know what happens next, you know. This, this, I feel like I'm only seeing probably less than half of what's actually going on here. And I guess that makes it fascinating, and, it, and I want to see more, though. So please, please, I hope they, they manage to return to the... That that director and uh, he t does more work with them, and we get more of that story. Mike, uh, what do you think? What's your interpretation um, if you have one? I think that Alan's described everything very well. The only thing I could think of is that Andy is the mastermind behind all of it, and he's dropping the clues and leading everything towards everything as he's explained. But it's it's the tattoo thing at the end that gets me that she's got one, bad guy's got one. And it all it just reminds me of some kind of club that they're in. Like if if you've seen where you were, you probably have seen the film Hostel and they've all got the tattoos in part of this killing club that they're in. Mm. And whether it's something like that, that Andy's the one that's not wanting to be seen and things are going on in the background and then you've got the tattoo that links everything together, possibly. It's part of something bigger. And as you say, this isn't even 20% of the whole thing. It's it's a dress rehearsal up to the main event, mm. as it were. Interestingly enough, I found is that um, I, I hadn't watched the video for Blood, Tears, Dust for probably, I don't know, a couple of months or so. And um, when I watched this video, I didn't find it confusing. Not really that confusing. I, I didn't. Maybe I didn't kind of focus too much on the specific nature of that final tattoo thing you know i obviously thought there was a, a secondary plot going on here um and then actually that was in blood tears that's it was when i watched went back and watched blood tears that's it just added another dimension to it if you see what i mean mm. it kind of really kind of twisted it and i started to wonder well obviously if we assume that the body of the girl at the bottom of the bridge is the is the girl that's in the in the other video then we have to assume that obviously that video comes first but she's tattooing in that video so that means she knew about it back to alan's point about being a, a good girl bad girl kind of or good personality bad personality but it's just sort of so woven together i think i probably need to watch them again and we need to come back and revisit this uh this subject i think there's there's too much substance there for us to to um discuss it in one podcast and i think we should Let's make a point of coming back to these videos and watching them a few times. Then I'm going to take some notes and pick it apart scene by scene, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, right. Um, I think for the moment we should uh, set aside You Love Me Because I Hate You video and uh, come back to it in a few weeks' time. But that's our interpretation, or at least it's mostly Alan's interpretation, to be fair. Alan, and, and, yeah. and we've just kind of sat back and got and nodded and go, yeah, we agree with you, um, because you put the time <laughs> in. So thank you for helping us with that. Uh, but clearly there's going to be more than one interpretation, and uh, I'm sure we'll get to hear a few more before 
maybe if the um, the truth ever comes out. And if we know Lacuna Coil, it's unlikely that we'll ever really get the truth. I'm just surprised that we didn't see 119 in there. Or maybe we did, we just not looked close enough. Right. Right. Let's leave, let's leave that for the moment and come on to our review this week. Those of you that have been paying attention will remember that we um, are still working our way through Delirium. The last one was My Demons. It was way back in March. So, of course, that brings us on to Claustrophobia. So, I think I did My Demons. So, Mike, I'm going to drop you in it, mate, and ask you to start us, if you don't mind. Yeah, that's fine. So, um, we have the the opening by Christina. It's For me, this is a fairly simple song in its structure. We've got the drums and guitar are quite simple throughout, but the main focus is Christina and almost the storytelling aspect of this song. I like the first half of the song. It goes fairly well, and there's a playoff between Christina and Andrea. To me, it's about somebody that's claustrophobic in a relationship and sick of being in that relationship and the controlling aspect of it. And Andy's the reverse of that, saying, stay with me, blah-de-blah. Yeah. But then we come to the second part of the song where I find it a bit too repetitive. We've got the, we've got the guitar solo and then more music, but the why, why don't you try... For me, that doesn't really work as well. But all in all, it's it's good. Okay, fair enough. Um, what about you, Russ? Uh, this is a polarising one for me. Um, I wouldn't say it's good. I wouldn't say it's bad. It's, it's smack bang in the middle um, for many reasons. Uh, I'm, I'm actually the opposite of Mike. I actually think the second half of the song is the more interesting part because... The, the second half, you've got the guitar solo and then you've got sort of different structures and textures in the music where the guitars come in and there's sort of a bit of synth going on and it just adds to the dramatic effect of the song. But overall, um, the strong point is definitely Christina's vocal delivery uh, with the lyrics um, combined with the overall story, I think, of Delirium as a record. But I think this song, I just find it really, really ploddy. Um, and I dare describe it as, as filler in comparison to the rest of the record. And it sort of reminds me a bit of um, A Prophet Said, but only in the way that it's almost like it's two songs that have been joined together. Because the first half and the the closing of the song um, join, as Mike said, they're quite repetitive. But the, the part that I mentioned with the guitars, where there's all this stuff happening, it sounds like it's just a completely different song. So it's, it's a polarising one for me, claustrophobia. Hmm, interesting. Alain, what do you think? Well, claustrophobia is one of the first songs that uh, I cling to, let's say, while listening to the first times uh, of Delirium. I think it's because, uh, thematically speaking, it's a bit more linked to the usual Lacuna Coil theme song. It's not necessarily linked to... Um, being crazy or sanatoriums and stuff it's it's a, the usual theme of the abusive relationship that somebody is taking over somebody else that's getting revenge now that's getting angry and wants to go out 
and um, I think that musically the song uh, it's uh, well crafted and uh, the famous second part that you were speaking about I think the repetitiveness if that's a word of the, that part uh, helps uh, emphasizing uh, the, um, the heaviness of the situation because uh, being taken over probably it's something very repetitive very annoying uh, very boring uh, and it's like it's something that builds up uh, and uh, finishes uh, with uh, probably hate is the answer. Yeah. Because you realize that uh, you've been taken over. So that song uh, is uh, very well structured, both in terms of theme and uh, musically. And uh, both parts are very well put together, I think. Okay. See, I'm I'm more inclined to agree with you than the other guys. I actually have a lot of love for this or love it. Maybe love's too strong of a word. I certainly like it a hell of a lot, put it that way. And I can see the differences between the, the both parts of the song. And I and I think that they do, as you say, they fit they they fit into the the story behind the song. The as Mike put it, the the claustrophobic nature of a relationship um the push pull between the andrea and vocals um or andrea and christina vocals i should say um i think they work it works quite well now it wasn't one of those songs that i i came to immediately and in fact uh, kind of reflecting on what you said there russ about it's something feeling like a filler which is I don't, I'm, I wouldn't say it feels like that because a filler is something that I would skip over to, to fill out an album. And I, I never skip this song. I think it's um, a really good song. So if this is a filler, then it's as good as some of the best songs on other albums, if you see it. I mean, not necessarily ever looking at Carl albums, but, but it's, you know, if this is a filler, it's a really good filler. Put it that way. Maybe it's a filler, a filler compared to the, the other songs on the album, but I still think that this song is better than some of the songs on, say, um, Broken Crown Halo, for example. Yeah, it, it reminds me a lot of Shallow Life, to be honest. I can see why. I think the opening's got that kind of bit of a Shallow Life vibe about it, mm. but I think it, for me, it feels more like a dark adrenaline, Broken, broken Crown Halo kind of song than maybe a, a, a Delirium kind of song. It's got, it, it goes back an era, shall we say. Uh, and I, and that may be why it feels a little predictable in places. Bonus um, track? No, 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 no. It's not a you bonus. Don't think? No, not at all. I, I think this is worthy of definitely being on the main, the main uh, track of the album. And I think some of the lyrics in it are really good. I, I, I think that's the um, there's that that second verse of Christina's where you, she says, you, you think that I'm worthless like one of your dolls that feeds on pain. I don't give a fuck about heart-shaped clouds. I will open my eyes, stay away from you. I really like that, particularly that line, like one of your dolls that feeds on pain. The way she sings it, the way that kind of the lead-in from the previous line onto the next, I think is, is really, really cool. Um, I, I like the turn and fro and the back and forth between Andrea and Christina. And I particularly like the instrument instrumental and the, the, the guitars. I think they, they hang this song together well. I suspect that I'm going to be putting in a, a score higher than the two of you. I got a lot, of, a lot of love for this. I will say, actually, yeah, it is more than like I, I really do think that this song has a quality about it that is a little not old school. Does go back a generation, but um, it does take what they've done before and build on that. I think the the strength in the story or the you know the theme, um, the claustrophobic nature of a relationship comes through, and I think the music supports that as um, as as Elaine says. 
So yeah, um, I like it. Mike, what are you going to give this score-wise? Um, six. Okay. Russ? Uh, mid- middle five for me. Not five. good, not bad. Bang in the middle. Okay. Yeah, you are definitely polarised by this. What about you, mate? What about you, Alain? Eight out of ten. Eight. And you know what? That is what I put down. I put an eight out of ten for this. So it looks like uh, you and I have agreed at least. So we've got a six, a five, and two eights for claustrophobia. Well, there you go. Will hate ever be the answer? Maybe we'll find out one day. So, that brings us on to the close this week and, and maybe even this month, it feels like, on the Empty Barrel <laughs> podcast. Uh, before I go any further, I, I want to thank Alan for, for joining us. Thank you, mate, for being press-ganged into joining us to talk about the video. Uh, always great having you on the podcast, and I hope we get to uh, have you back on the show sometime in the near future. We might just thank you. Press-ganging you. Uh, as uh-huh. always... Thanks to Mike and Russ. Uh, if you've just randomly downloaded this podcast, seen it on iTunes or something, let me just tell you that there's various ways that you can reach out to us. So we're, of course, always open for chat, conversation, news, and more at the Empty Spiral website, which is www.emptyspiral.net. Uh, you will always also find us on Facebook, uh, our Empty Spiral Net. Uh, which is the official Facebook page for the Lacuna Core community. Uh, of course, you'll find us on Twitter as well, which is uh, Empty Spiral Net as well. Uh, and we're on LinkedIn. No, we're not. We're not on LinkedIn. What am I LinkedIn for? <laughs> you, <laughs> joke, you joke last time that we should be on LinkedIn. And I just remember that. We, are we still on Google+. We're not on LinkedIn. We are on Google+, but no one can ever find us on Google+. That's the funny part of Google+. Um and uh, we're on Twitter. We're on Tumblr. I don't go to Tumblr anymore. It's just full of animated, animated GIFs these days. Um, Bebo uh, available by I'm, request. I'm on LinkedIn. <laughs> and I think, I know Alain is on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn. Am. We're all on LinkedIn. We might be on LinkedIn individually, but this spiral's not. Matt, do you forget the Instagram? Oh, and of course, Instagram. Yeah, I'm on Instagram and I'll post various things on there as well. Thank you for reminding me. So, if you're a social media junkie, then you're going to get your fix somehow. Um, so reach out to us, send us a message, send us an email. Um, whatever you want to do, if you've got questions about the clinical, about Empty Sparrow, please reach out to us. And uh, if you want to be on the podcast, if you want to give us your views on You Love Me Because I Hate You videos or anything else Lacunacore related, just, um, just reach out and we'll get you on here and you can join us and talk stuff. Anyway, Let's just hope it's not nine weeks between now and the next time we we three come together, guys, okay? Let's see if we can make our work calendars align um, because I kind of miss chatting, you know? Yeah. It's good to get back together. So anyway, um, without further ado, I'll draw this week's podcast to a close. Um, Safe journeys, everybody. And uh, whatever you do, make sure you listen to more Lacuna Coil. Thank you very much. Cheers, everyone. Cheers, everybody. Ciao.